Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour. Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today I'll be sharing some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, a philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in our world today. And we're going to be looking at one of yoga's uh, sister sciences, or the sister science of yoga, which is Ayurveda. Um, but back to yoga. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that, of course, most people are familiar with today, except not everyone understands uh, its deep philosophical meaning and the teaching that is behind this familiar Word. It means oneness, union, or unity. And this refers to bringing our attention and our awareness to consciously abide in our essential spiritual nature. It means being restored to our original wholeness, knowing the truth of what we are as spiritual beings, and then, very importantly, living in harmony with that truth. Um, today's topic, as I mentioned, we're going to be looking at, uh, through the lens of Ayurveda today, uh, the topic is Rekindle Your Life, Stoke Your Digestive Fire. And we are joined today by Dr. Suhas Shirsagar for a conversation about what Ayurveda can teach us um, in terms of a healthy life coming from a healthy diet and clear mind. Dr. Suhas Shirsagar is a classically trained Ayurvedic physician and a gold medalist from the prestigious Pune University. He's a Rig Vedic Brahmin by tradition, an accomplished clinician by training, and an insightful medical astrologer and Vedic counselor. 
Dr. Shirsagar worked with His Holiness Maharishi Mahesh Yogi for over 10 years. And he, during that time, he traveled all around the world teaching Ayurvedic medicine, Jyotish and designing courses and curriculum, directing Ayurvedic clinics, and helping design new Ayurvedic formulations. Uh, he currently leads an Ayurvedic clinic offering Panchakarma, diet and lifestyle consultations, Vedic astrology, Vedic counseling, medical dietology, and herbal medicine. He teaches Ayurvedic wellness counselor and Ayurvedic wellness practitioner programs to students at many different locations throughout the U.S. And he is the author of a wonderful new book we're going to be drawing from today called The Hot Belly Diet, a 30-day Ayurvedic plan to reset your metabolism, lose weight, and restore your body's natural balance to heal itself. His website is AyurvedicHealing.net. That's A-Y-U-R-V-E-D-I-C healing.net. Welcome, Dr. Suhas. I'm so delighted you are with us today. Namaste. Thank you, Maji, for this lovely introduction. And I'm so blessed and honored to be with you on this wonderful first day of Navratri, the nine days of Mother Divine, mm-hmm. and to be with someone like you and to be talking something about Ayurveda and Digestifier. It's, it's all pleasure is mine. Thank you so much, and and also for bringing to our attention what an auspicious day it is. So for everyone listening in, and you hear these wonderful insights about how you can um, change your life really by paying more attention to your diet and your lifestyle, you know that it's a good day to begin. And before we go deeper into our conversation, let's take a moment to begin um, just with a brief centering meditation. Let us open our hearts and our minds to divine omnipresence. On this auspicious day, Let us remember or recognize that there is one reality, one life, one power, one presence that is called by many names. And that power and presence is the support of all that is. So right here and right now, we can remember that we are divinely supported And we can know that wholeness, that health, that well-being is our natural state of being. And that our journey of wellness is simply returning to that innate wholeness. So in this moment of meditation, simply use your breath to be a vehicle to take you into the stillness that is within you, the peace that is within you, the wholeness within you. So as you breathe in, feel that you are diving within. And as you breathe out, just relax and let go. 
a moment of conscious awareness of the breath begins to clear the mind and relax the body. So notice what occurs when you become conscious of the breath and you intend to nourish yourself by bringing your attention within, being quiet for a moment, and remembering that all that you need is within you. All wisdom is within you. All peace is within you. All joy is within you. And let us remember now to take that peace and that joy with us into every encounter today. One of the great sages in the Kriya Yoga tradition, Sri Lahiri Mahashaya, said, The body is the holy temple. God, as the indwelling soul, is the deity in that temple. One who is enlightened knows this. So we begin this important conversation today with the understanding that our body and mind is a holy temple. It is a vehicle for expression of the indwelling divinity. And our spiritual practice then, we understand, extends fully to the care and nurturing of our physical body. And of course, this is where that sister science of yoga, Ayurveda, comes in so beautifully. Um, Dr. Suhas, you know, for some in the West, the title of your book, The Hot Belly Diet, may be a little mysterious at first. You know, some, <laughs> some Westerners associate hot with, uh, wow, fabulous, like, you know, he or she is really hot or <laughs> with inflammation. So, um, but if we understand Ayurveda, we understand that what you're really talking about is digestive fire and Agni. So let's start there with why this book is called Hot Belly Diet and what Agni is and how it connects to our total well-being. Well, absolutely right. Uh, means um, when we talk about digestive fire, that's that's the cornerstone principle in Ayurvedic medicine. And I always wanted to write the book about how important the digestive fire and agni is all about and why you should avoid the formation of ama by rekindling agni. But we are writing a book for Main Street America, and we want to drive in the concept in a very, very simple manner. And at least for you to even pick up a book and to flip through that, it should have a catchy title. And uh, thanks for my publishers at Simon & Schuster who were creative enough to actually blend both East and West where they say that at least we'll have to make them attractive enough to the cover of the book so that they will they will be interested in reading the book and then you will be driving desire with the concept in a very very simplified manner so that's the whole premise of writing this book of hot belly diet and i was i was very intrigued when you were saying that this uh, awakening uh, of the reality that we have this indwelling divinity within us, and that's exactly what Ayurveda is all about. 
is recognizing that you are an immortal being. We are not a human being having an occasional divine experience, but we are actually divine beings having uh, a human experience because one of the motto of Ayurveda is Ayurveda Amritanam, Ayurveda for immortality. And once we are able to connect ourselves with that uh, ever-expanding field of consciousness, which is the field of all possibilities from where everything comes out and where everything gets merged to, that realization of being spiritually conscious and awake is one of the first premise of the Ayurvedic principle. And we always talk about Ayurveda as a consciousness-based approach to health and healing. And when we understand Ayurveda in the light that we have to do something for ourselves in order to keep ourselves healthy, I think that's, that's the whole concept. And we all have to respect this concept of digestive fire from a preventive and wellness point of view. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, if you go back to the quote of Lahiri Mahasaya, is is paying attention to that divinity within us, which is allowing us to breathe, which is allowing us to pump our heart, which is allowing us to keep ourselves warm enough to sustain through life. There's a wonderful quotation in Bhagavad Gita where it says, Aham Vaishwanaro Bhutva Praninam Deham Ashrita Prana Pana Samayuktam Pachamyannam Chaturvidam means again, I don't want to really complicate this subject a whole lot, but it simply means aham vaishwanar. Vaishwanar is, is, is the universal fire. And this universal fire is something which is responsible to transmute the energy of the, of the universe or nature and give you the fire or the energy to keep you alive. The first mm-hmm. thing what happens once you are dead and gone is you are cold. And something which allows that fire burning in your body is that's what is keeping you alive. And it's your job full time to keep that fire humming and burning properly so that it doesn't digest and metabolize your own tissues, but it it takes the food and converts that into nutrients and creates the tissues on a regular basis and create the minimal toxic load accumulation in the body. Mm, and you know, um, I really loved the um, way in which you um, drew from you know ancient spiritual tradition. Really, I mean, not only there's all the practical advice that you give in the book, which is just so helpful because it's easy to follow and understand. And you also used you know some of this ancient uh, teaching in terms of what we're talking about now, the sacred um, life of the body and mind and you know i loved the way you connected the digestive fire you know agni to that divine presence and you know most spiritual traditions do talk about um the the body as a holy temple but somehow you know we have failed i think overall to make that connection and so body is treated as an object you know as a thing and um you know when you know you you give the wonderful example of you know the the fire the sacred fire you know that is used in worship and the the ghee is poured on and you know the fire burns brightly but if you're not doing that properly you know if the logs are wet or overloaded 
your your fire won't burn. And so, you know, since reading your book, I have really, you know, you've really driven that concept home about um, this sacred fire and thinking about the whole thing of nourishing this fire as uh, as really an act of worship. It is an act of worship. It is performing a yajna on an everyday basis. And the purity of the offering to that yajna, yajna is a sacred fire that is burning within you and keeping it alive, keeping it humming. But there is another important connotation to this concept of agni. The English word ignite and ignition comes from this root Sanskrit word agni. It simply means to, to light up. And when we say light up, it simply means bringing in the principle of light which dispels the darkness of ignorance. And when you are awake, when you are bringing in the light, especially divine light, within your uh, existence to allow you to lead your life on an everyday basis, then it becomes effortless. Then you are not intellectually trying to do anything, but you are simply going with the flow. And I think that's the premise of the book, where digestive fire or agni is, is not only an important digestive principle, it it refers to your ability to process all aspects of life, including mm-hmm. tangible things like food and drink, even to memories, sensorial experiences, uh, all the perceptions that you have through your senses. They need to go in and to be digested and metabolized, and every experience create the physical structure that you have. And it needs some digestive function to allow that thing to go in, even when we do spiritual practice, even when we listen to our master's wonderful books, that information still needs to be digested properly. So from an Ayurvedic point of view, we define diet as something what you take in from any field of perception, from any mode of intellect, that is diet. Because your digestive fire is the collection of all the digestive processes in the body, in the mind, as well as the collective information that you're borrowing from the consciousness, from the spirit. So I think this is a very, very complex uh, concept, which, uh, and interestingly enough, if you look back, the, the most ancient literature uh, that is known to mankind is Vedas. Mm-hmm. And out of all the four Vedas, which is considered to be the most ancient body of knowledge, the first one, which is called as Rig Veda, is the most ancient one and the most revered one. The very first word of Rig Veda, the first hymn of Rig Veda itself, is, is Agni. The first word mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. hymn of Rig Veda is Agni. Uh, it says, Agni mele purohitam yadnyascha devam ritvijam hotaram ratnadhatamam. What it means that we should worship and pray the Agni, who is the receiver, holder, and the distributor of the energy which leads to victory of the Devata, which is allowing this dynamic process of conversion of the food into body tissues, which allows you to. Uh, have the wealth of every kind, which is coming from thought processes, how you're interacting, and be connected and be drawn inward and be guided from the radiant knowledge of light, which is coming from inside out. And that's the reason why Agni, Agni Deva, uh, the uh, Agni Hotra, they talk about this, this whole tradition of worshipping Agni, not only in Vedic tradition, but in all the ancient tradition you looked around the world. They have all revered Agni 
because that is the process of conversion that is the process of transformation and i'm so proud of your work um, uma ji because what you're doing and what the whole kriya yoga tradition is doing is is simply allowing people to experience something is to clear some of their cobwebs is to recreate the thought process is to start leading life differently and initiate that process of cooking baking transformation and once the transformation happens it's no way going back to your old self exactly it's it's like baking something once you bake something it is done you can't really take your flour out or sugar out or anything else out from that food after it is baked and cooked and only transform people transform people oh, so once you process this whole fire and agni you become really radiant and that's the whole concept that ayurveda has revered for 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 times and ages and thank you so much for that and beautiful inspiration about agni and when we come back from the break we're going to look at how to some practical ways that we can all stoke our digestive fire for optimal health and well-being um to follow uh and get more information about Dr. Suhas visit his website which is ayurvedichealing.net and we'll be right back with you Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Imagine the powerful, poignant poetry of Unity Poet Laureate James Dillett Freeman, beautifully put to music by award-winning songwriter Kathy Dewitt. It's here, the Traveler, new music to the words of James Dillett Freeman, a remarkable collaboration across space and time. sometimes from i know not what strange strand then i am as in a dream a dream i never remember yet somehow i understand visit the traveler.us to get the cd songbook and free downloads like life grief is a journey not a destination whether it is loss of life relationship security or simply the process of change have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief have you yielded to the gift of grace join reverend chas wesley every thursday at 5 p.m. central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment significance and support only on Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world I'll light a candle in your name 
listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'm joined today by Dr. Suhas Shirsagar. He's an Ayurvedic physician and author of the new book, The Hot Belly Diet, a 30-day Ayurvedic plan to reset your metabolism, lose weight, and restore your body's natural balance to heal itself. Barmansa Yogananda said, True freedom consists in performing all actions, eating, reading, working, and so forth, in accordance with right judgment and choice of will, not in being compelled by habits. Eat what you should eat, and not necessarily what you are used to. Do what you ought to do, not what your bad habits dictate. And um, we, we spent time in the first segment talking about Agni, the importance of learning about um, digestive fire and making that connection to um, being able to process everything that we take in, not just food, but everything and having this strong fire within us. You know, sometimes it's referred to a fire in the belly that gives us uh, ins- inspiration and zeal for being alive. Um, now, there's a counter... Um, what shall we call it, a, a counter element to Agni in the body, which is called Ama. And this points back to why it's so important that we make wise choices about what we eat, how we eat, when we eat. So, Dr. Suas, tell us about um, this, what Ama is and how it counteracts uh, Agni. Yeah, and I think I think that's one of the most important concept of this book also because when you're eating food um, when you don't need it, and secondly, when you're eating too much of food and a bad quality of food, the food remains into your system simply without being digested properly. So AMA is a byproduct of incomplete digestive process. It's a Sanskrit term for toxic residue, which starts lingering and accumulating in this big canal of your digestive tract. So it pollutes our system and starts blocking the free flow of information and intelligence. It simply means that this yucky, dull, toxic residues of incomplete digestion, sometimes it for days and weeks and hours and months together, that lingers and starts accumulating what we call it as an intestinal sludge. So the undigested and partially digested food, it starts lingering and forming this gassy, bloated sensation that not only plugs up our intestines but starts leaking out. And we have coined these new terms in modern medicine now as increased intestinal permeability, leaky gut syndrome, dysbiosis, which is all symptoms and signs of accumulating AMA. And it starts percolating deeper in the cells and tissues. That is what is making you feel dull, heavy, groggy, yucky, and toxic physically and mentally. And once you start feeling this way, because of you feel dull and heavy, you start making choices which are not good. And you start falling into a trap, what we call it as a toxic hunger. And that toxic hunger is unwanted uh, food cravings that you start getting foods which are, which are excessive sugar and salt and things like that. And it starts leading a metabolic havoc on the system. It creates a poorly digested food, undigested proteins, excessive sugars, unwanted fat. It starts creating triggering 
hormonal disturbances, metabolic impurities, uh, even dampening your digestive fire, insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, you name it, you can have it. Because everything that lingers into your system as almost to a level where it's creating an organic disease, it stems from the food that you haven't effectively digested. Uh, there are two components to it. Since you, you have AMA, it actually weakens your agni or digestive fire. And since your digestive fire is weakened, you will keep on accumulating more and more AMA. So the premise of hot belly diet is to break this jinx, is to rekindle the agni and get rid of AMA. Mm-hmm. And it makes so much sense because you you can see, and I think you know most of us have experienced that that wheel, you know that trap at some point in time. You know you you feel tired because you're not eating properly and you're not digesting properly, and so then that drives you you know to want um, you know a triple uh, mocha or something like that, <laughs> or you know something um, that's going to have a lot of sugar or caffeine, you know because you feel tired and you want to get moving. And um, and then that just you know contributes to the downward spiral of you know becoming more tired you know after you have that initial spike of sugar and energy. So, what are some dietary practices that you recommend and could recommend for our listeners that could be put into practice right away to begin to get out of this downward um, spiral? It's interesting that you bring this up, Umaji, because I think one of the common hazardous advice given to people who are into this feeling of unwanted weight gain and everything is to keep on eating every couple of hours. So uh, it's, it's, it's almost that if someone is saying that I am having low energy or I am feeling tired or fatigued, okay, you start drinking coffee every hour. And is it going to do any good to this person? No. Is it feeding them every two hours? Is it going to do something? No. If at all, uh, every every 20 miles, if you start fueling your car with gasoline, it's going to damage your engine at some point. So the body has a simple mechanism to tell you when it is thirsty and when it is hungry. We have actually forgotten to to even listen to these simple signals. Not long ago, there was a recent research which came out where it said that most of the Americans reached for a snack when they were actually thirsty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we, we sometimes become so disconnected from our body that we can't even distinguish from thirst and hunger. And so we need to really wait until we really sense a good sense of hunger. So... Mm-hmm. One of the premise of hot belly diet is that I encourage people not to eat anything between their breakfast to lunch and from lunch to dinner. Mm. If you learn to fast in between these three meals that you're supposed to eat in the day, that's the first concept of hot belly diet. You need to enjoy and learn how to do the intermittent fasting. Fasting in between the meals is a very, very foreign concept. There are rampant <laughs> amount of snacks everywhere. It's impossible to conceive people and to tell them that, uh, okay, I can go on certain diet for one part or two part or three months or something like that, but it is impossible for them to convince that have a good, decent breakfast, don't eat anything till you're ready for lunch, and from lunch to dinner, don't eat anything. So that's the first step. I would advise you to stop snacking in between breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm, the second stay, part stay away yeah. from those stay away from those vending machines <laughs> absolutely and it's, it's so difficult that there's hardly any place anywhere where you don't you go to a doctor's office there's a vending machine there 
mm-hmm. and as if there's going to be a famine where people are going to suddenly die because of lack of food. Mm-hmm. And actually, you live longer if you eat less. That's mm-hmm. a simple concept. This is an age-old proven scientific concept. If you eat less, you live longer. Mm-hmm. And we somehow, uh, in the name of right amount of proteins, vitamins, fat, carbohydrates, whatever the complex food groups we're talking about, we pile up and we eat too much. So we are all overfed and undernourished. And this is a kind of an epidemic, not only in this country, but worldwide, which the quality of the foods have gone down and the amount of calories have increased. So that's the perfect situation where your agni gets dampened and you create more and more ama. So fasting in between the meals is, is a huge bonus. There are only three things technically, Umaji, we need to stay alive. One is air, which is given free of charge from the nature. That's the most important nutrition that you need. The second important nutrition is water. You drink clean, pure water as, as much as often you can throughout the day. And the third and the least important one is food. Just eat little so that you can sustain yourself. And they interviewed all those people who lived close to 100 years or past 100 years, and there was a common denominator to that. They all ate less, and they all ate less after 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the main reasons that I have identified in my book where the biggest amount of intake of calories for uh, a standard American person nowadays is after 6 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. And the new research says that eat late to gain some weight, sleep late to gain some weight. And this is exactly why we are gaining weight more easily because the biggest amount of calories if you are consuming 60-70% of food after 6 o'clock in the evening and then you sleep on top of that for another 7-8 hours, when you sleep, that food remains into your system undigested. Uh, your heart rate slows down, your pulse rate slows down, your metabolic rate slows down. Uh, the whole metabolic system shuts down and the food remains undigested uh, in your system because of this late-night food. And then you wake up in the morning and you everybody tells you breakfast is the most important meal. And on top of that undigested food, you put another truckload of food and then you create a vicious cycle of feeling dull, heavy, and groggy all day long. Right. And I think this is the main reason why people are gaining weight. So the second and the most important advice is stop eating after 6 o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. And that really is turning around, um, you know, the way that people are used to eating. And I, I think one of the most um, powerful pieces of advice that you offer in your book, as you've been sharing with us this morning, is, you know, don't be afraid of hunger. <laughs> And so, you know, you know, somehow, you know, we've been conditioned to think if we have a little feeling that seems like hunger, you know, we should put something in our mouths right away. Um, but the truth is, there are many times when we have signals of what we think is hunger, and, you know, maybe it's just fatigue. You know, what we really need to do is take a little walk outside, or, you know, maybe we're thirsty. And, um, and so, some encouragement for, you know, people who are healthy to understand you don't have to take in food every time you have a sensation that you think is hunger. You know, learn more about what that sensation actually is. You know, are you emotionally upset? Are you thirsty? Are you tired? Um, if you're really hungry and you have that sensation, it will return. It won't disappear, right? It will not. It will not. And the most important thing is respect that. So, 
I think you need to differentiate because many times people are differentiating this reactive changes in their blood sugar, which gives them a false sense of hunger. So taking some sips of water will actually dissipate that. And one of the simple things, and in all ancient tradition, as a part of a spiritual practice, they have trained people to fast. Even as we talk about Navaratri today, this is nine days of fasting. It's not about late night dancing and eating wonderful foods. It's, it's all about fasting and be close to your own self. So, so there's something unique in fasting which brings you close to your own self and your divine self. So whether you talk about uh, uh, Christian Lent or you talk about uh, Ramadan or you talk about uh, the Hindu way of fasting, this is all staying away from food and being close to yourself allows you to be closer to your spiritual existence. So eating less, sipping more water, and sipping the right kind of water. Another premise of this book uh, is, uh, is holy water versus unholy waters. Mm-hmm. If you're sipping unholy waters, which I like to call it as uh, as sodas and sugary fruit juices and caffeinated beverages and things like that, uh, those are unholy waters. They are they are going to disrupt this whole mechanism. It's going to create oscillations and the fluctuations. But if you start drinking plain water, plain neutral pH water, not super cold, but maybe at room temperature, warm water with hot water with maybe lemon and ginger in it, that becomes a wonderful beverage to rekindle your digestive fire. Lemon has cleansing properties, and ginger has uh, digestive rekindling properties, so it's actually an excellent beverage for you to rekindle your digestive fire. You may have some green tea or some herbal teas during this time. So sipping hot water, it's, imagine that you have a greasy pan, and you want to clean a greasy pan. You can't just hold it under cold running water and the grease will come out. You just hold it under hot water for some time and leave it there, and the grease will come out. That's exactly what has happened in terms of ama. The tissue sludge, which is not only in the gut but everywhere cellular level, this hot water goes and starts vasodilating uh, and starts cleaning and scrubbing the gunk out. And you will start rekindling the fire. You will start feeling lighter and energetic just by doing that. Mm. So eating less and drinking hot water together not only will get rid of your weight, unwanted weight and unwanted fat, because you start burning the fat. You're not getting rid of anything for a short amount of time, but you're giving ample time for your digestive fire to gobble up the impurities. And I think that's the concept. Mm-hmm. Um, another important thing is the the concept of agni, which is the the fire in your belly, is what you have in your body. But it correlates with the most important fire in the universe, which is sun. So the solar energy, you need to follow the clock of the sun. When sun is barely waking up in the morning, it's a tender sunlight, and your agni is barely waking up after seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. So you should have a lighter breakfast, as is the sunlight tender that time, you should have a lighter breakfast. When the sun becomes nice and prominent and shining in the middle of the day, You should have the biggest meal of the day when your digestive fire is nice and prominent. And in the evening when the sun is setting, uh, again, it's a tender sunlight, it's a setting sun, and you're going to sleep thereafter for seven, eight, nine hours. So have a lighter meal right around or earlier close to sunset. So by Mm -hmm. six o'clock, you should be done eating. Mm -hmm. And so 
by the time you go to sleep by 10 o'clock you have digested the food completely and there's nothing left into your belly so that will impede your sleep and you will be effortlessly waking up early in the morning and start the day on the right foot and waking up with some energy you know a little bit of <laughs> experimenting will show you know if you stay up watch late night uh, tv and have pizza and ice cream <laughs> when you wake up you know your body will be heavy and your mind will not be clear so if you're a meditator you know right away you can begin to notice the how uh changes in your diet affect the, not only your body, but your mind. And uh, so when we come back uh, from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about lifestyle and how to nourish a healthy lifestyle. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with guest today, Dr. Suhas uh, Sagar, And his website is AyurvedicHealing.net. And we'll be right back with you. Have you seen Unity Magazine lately? There's a new editor, a fresh new look, and now Unity Magazine has gone digital. Print subscribers, you can access Unity Magazine for free from your computer or mobile device. Non-subscribers can buy single digital issues through Google Play, Amazon, and the Apple Store. Sign up at our website and let Unity Magazine become your favorite digital resource for spirituality and inspiration. To learn more, visit unitymagazine.org slash digital. At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. You're listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at the yoga hour at unityonlineradio.org and we will respond now back to the yoga hour welcome back to the yoga hour i'm yogacharya o'brien and we are joined today by dr suhas shirsagar ayurvedic physician and author of the new book the hot belly diet and um, really, we've only been able to talk about such a small um, part of the wealth of information and support for really making a change in your health, your well-being and lifestyle. And so I want to encourage you um, to get a hold of that book. If you're at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment, you can find it in the bookstore there. Um, otherwise, you can go to Amazon.com and easily order the book there, The Hot Belly Diet. 
Now, your book, of course, is comprehensive. It's not just looking at physical well-being, but our total well-being. And um, you actually encourage people to look at it that way. And before they adopt these dietary and lifestyle guidelines to really... Um, Bring it up to a higher level, including, um, you know, taking a, a vow um, that begins with a statement, I will take my health seriously and modify my eating and health habits for life. And so tell us why um, you've taken that approach, what's the significance of it, and why did you include it as, uh, as an oath? Well, I think it is uh, very important for everyone to be responsible for their own health and well-being. I think the challenge happened, especially here in the West, where we started outsourcing our health to HMOs and health maintenance organizations and insurance companies, thinking that they will take care of our health if we give them a couple of hundred dollars every month. I can do anything I want, and when I'm sick, they will take care of us. And I think that is something which is... uh, a very ignorant uh, model where you you rely upon those people, but what you do from the moment you wake up in the morning till you go to bed in the evening, it's your health, it's your domain, it's your own life. And one of the most important concepts of this is if you feel good, if you feel great, if you feel fabulous, you will attract every kind of abundance, splendor, and light in your life. If you feel dull, heavy, groggy, and toxic, that's exactly the experiences that you're going to attract in your life. Just for your own selfish reason, you need to start treating your body like a temple. You need to start adopting positive, healthier lifestyles. And painfully enough, even modern medicine is realizing this, that Ayurveda is, is one of the most original lifestyle medicine. And they have come up with these new sciences called as epigenetics, which simply means that everything what you do, whether you are leading a stressful job, whether you are having unhealthy relationships, whether you are having uh, lack of sleep because of the finances or difficulties with your children or physical health, it's all going to linger and turn on certain unhealthy genes which can lead and create a chronic disease. But if you start Uh, working out on a regular basis, if you start meditating on a regular basis, if you adopt a yogic lifestyle, uh, exercise, positive affirmations, clean, healthier food and self-referral activities, spending time in the nature, slowly it starts changing and clearing all the dynamics, the way you are making changes in your life. And I think lifestyle medicine, whether you talk about epigenetics, whether you talk about nutrigenomics, these are all sciences which are just validating this ancient wisdom of Ayurveda. So this is not an ancient, outdated science, what we're talking about from thousands of years, but this is the simple connection that your heart and the brain and all vital organs need to make with each other. And, and so every little thing that we have talked in this book, especially toward the end of the book, we, there's an enormous amount of emphasis. Those people who meditate are very likely to make positive changes in their life, are able to not get entangled too much with the drama of life. Those people who do yoga regulate the right and left hemisphere of the brain. And this whole new science of neuroplasticity where you are recreating new brain cells and new vital organs with every step you take is very important. The same with exercise, the same with the positive thoughts and ideas. So Ayurveda and especially hot belly diet is reinforcing these concepts 
And everything what we have talked about here, including the superfood, what we call it as khichdi, is a great simple food. It's a one-pot meal which contains everything that you would need to sustain. Very sattvic food, great impact on your mind, will create the satiety, will 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 provide you all the nourishment that you want. People can buy a khichdi on my website at ayurvedichealing.net. Um, uh, many of these things, even a gentle cleanse, even a gentle detox, drinking some herbal teas, all of this and adopting those very easily and effortlessly on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. paying attention to the food, paying attention to your interaction with the nature, and more importantly, your emotions, mm-hmm. because uh, we call it as a mental armor. When you are not digesting your emotions and things properly, then also you feel dull at, at the level of your mind. And that's the first step which will lead you to start making ch- uh, choices which are not so good for yourself. And so, I, you know, I was going to say, I see, and I'm sure that you do in your practice, you know, I see so many people who are driven, you know, in this culture. They're trying to get ahead. You know, they're stressed by, you know, so many uh, conflicting priorities in life you know, trying to get ahead at work, um, you know, trying to take care of their children, their family, their homes, and so on and so forth. And there's a, some kind of consciousness that self-care can wait. You know, after I take care of this, you know, then I'll begin to meditate. You know, then I'll um, get the rest I need. Then I'll change my diet. But, you know, I see time and time again that doesn't work. And people hit the well, wall. you're right. You know? And I then they so say, many... oh, you know, now I'm in trouble. What can I do? But <laughs> yoga and Ayurveda say, you know, it's so much easier to cultivate health than to turn, you know, disease around. You can do it. But, you know, don't put it off. That's the main thing. You're absolutely right. Because I see so many people who spend their health to get some wealth. And afterward, they would like to share their wealth with you to regain their health, which is not always possible. Mm-hmm. And even from a spiritual tradition, dharmartha kama mokshanam arogyam mulamuttamam, whether you want to do your dharma, whether you want to earn money and fulfill your desires, or even pursue enlightenment, health is the basis of everything that you want to achieve in life. So your full-time job is to take good care of your physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional health. And then everything else will be hinged to that properly. You'll have better spiritual experience. You'll be more of an awakened uh, soul and a person. You will be spiritually conscious where your thoughts, notions, and ideas will manifest your intentions. Because when you are blocked at every level, you are unable to manifest your intentions also. When you have a wonderful Agni, when you have a radiant presence and you are able to radiate everything, whatever you do, it doesn't have to be that you have to be wearing saffron robes and and leading and guiding people. Everything that you do will come out from that degree of connectedness uh, from your own divinity. And slowly it will start making changes which will be very positive and very powerful for yourself. And, you know, that is where Arveda and yoga come together as well. You know, that as this uh, inner fire, you know, inner light uh, is cultivated within us, it becomes uh, an attracting power in our lives. And so, in a sense, you know, if we get our priorities right, if we understand that self-care is not optional, but it needs to be a priority, then our, our health and our well-being and our enthusiasm for life um, become 
becomes an attractive power in life and allows us, you know, to fulfill our dharma. So this is not just about, you know, feeling good and looking good, you know, on the physical level. It's about being able to fulfill our divine destiny while we are here and to wake up and to be able to make a positive contribution to life. Um, so I want to um, just remind our listeners that you can find The Hot Belly Diet on Amazon.com. You can find other resources on Dr. Suhas's website, AyurvedicHealing.net. And um, we're going to close in just a moment here, but Dr. Suhas, I want to ask you just for one last little piece of advice in the, in the last minute that we have here. What would you like to say to our listeners um, that they can take with them today? Well, I think be radiant, be very powerful in terms of what you are trying to select in terms of your food. Try to eat foods which are mostly made in nature, made by nature. Eat light, eat right, and be bright. (laughs) Your spiritual experiences, meditation experience, everything depends not only on food. Food is just one-fifth of your diet. There's a wonderful uh, quotation in Ayurveda which is so simple and so easy which I wanted to share and and end the show here with Umaji today. And the saying is that to eat is human, but to digest is divine. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And, and thank you for this wonderful book um, that you've put out and the work that you're doing uh, really all over the world to help people live uh, long and healthy lives, which, um, you know, we support in, in yoga because, uh, you know, we want to um, have that time to do our sadhana and also to contribute uh, to life. And I want to let our listeners know that Dr. Suhas will be conducting a work Shop at the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment on Sunday, October 12th from 2 to 4 p.m. The Hot Belly Diet, Rekindle Your Fire, Rekindle Your Life. And you can find out more about that at csecenter.org. That is csecenter.org. And uh, also when you log on to our new website, um, Take a look at the fall issue of the magazine, Enlightenment Journal, and uh, as you are able to look through that online, you'll find an article in there by uh, Dr. Suhas, which is Agni, the fire in the belly. It'll be a nice summary of our conversation today. Join us next week for Becoming Who You Were Born to Be with poet, teacher, and storyteller Mark Nepo. Um, remember to subscribe to Yoga Hour at iTunes. Let your friends know about it. I look forward to being with you next week. Until then, remember to take care of that inner fire and let your inner light shine into the world. Share your peace and your joy with everyone you meet. Thank you again, Dr. Suhas. It was really delightful Thank talking you. with you. Thank you, Jeff, Namaste. in the sound room. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California 
a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization. www.csecenter.org Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. Inspiration only takes a moment. Your friends at Unity invite you to reflect on these words from Reverend Jim Rosemurgy. Pause and take a deep breath. When you are ready, affirm silently to yourself. Sweet, sweet spirit, I desire a closer walk with you. Show me the way. I am listening. Take time now in the silence to get in touch with the spiritual guidance in you. Have faith that your next step, your unfolding, your spiritual growth, is coming to you in divine order through your spiritual instinct or your spiritual knowingness. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Pop culture is defined by the Oxford Dictionary as modern popular culture transmitted via mass media and aimed particularly at younger people. But can it be meaningful, spiritual even? The hosts of Pop Conscious think it can be and that it can be fun to explore too. Malena Don and Stacy Macris Ross will be your amateur cultural anthropologists examining pop culture and spirituality every Monday at 2 p.m. Central on Pop Conscious on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed you don't know where to turn. 
These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 